All righty, welcome back. Another episode of the 222 Podcast and another form of connection. We've done FaceTime, we've done uh, Skype, and now Skype was being weird. There was some weird feedback, finicky, hissing, all kinds of nonsense. So now we're doing what everyone else is doing, and I found it hard to believe you did not have this application. You were without Zoom, so that's not something you guys use in your business world? No, we use um, Skype for business. And you've never had that issue before that we were having? No, never. That's, never. I don't know. It was weird, wasn't it? It was very weird. And, and, and you know, like, Skype is a known program. You yes. know what I mean? Like, they're, 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 um, they're, Microsoft is a little big company. And they're not, you know, they're not like a, <laughs> like a mom and pop shop of software. So, again, it wasn't unusable. It just would have had a little hiss. And I'm not even sure. I don't even know if it would have, like, picked up on the recording but it just would have drove me up the wall the well that audio time. stuff drives you nuts <laughs> so yeah i can barely handle this i can barely handle <laughs> this connection much yeah. less you know some kind of uh fissy hissy finesse in the background it uh, doesn't make any sense anywho uh how are you buddy good to see you after a week yeah living life you know living that quarantine life fantastic aren't we all and we're living life two different ways right now it's a, a saturday afternoon we got started a little bit later than we thought you're drinking a coconut water which maybe sounds like the least appetizing or refreshing thing to drink right now and i am drinking out of a 16 ounce pint in a bucky's koozie a delicious ice cold miller light you win oh my gosh every now and again i just came back from a walk it is a little warm out every now and again. I know people make fun of it. Oh, you're not drinking real beer. Tell you what, every now and then, I I will all and you know this. I always have Miller Lite in the fridge, and I uh, just I just gotta have it every now and then. I need, I need a nice no, light beer. There's nothing wrong with drinking your traditional domestic Miller Lite, Yingling Lager, Bud Light. I mean, nope. I'm not a Bud Light guy or whatever, but I mean, you Coors know what Light, I mean? I, Coors Light, a Paps, whatever. It doesn't all have to be fancy, kids. Nope. You know and what I mean? I hold to the uh, the notion that, you know, I love hot buffalo wings. And there is nothing that goes together with a hot buffalo wing better than an ice-cold Miller Lite. Like, it's just the perfect combination. It is. There is nothing. And, and seriously, I mean, and even when I go to, like, a ball game or something, too. You're right. I'll drink Miller Lite. Yep. Seriously, I, there's something about it. Because, again... In my opinion, like I don't like I, I also like to be refreshed. Yes. And sometimes the craft beers are not refreshing; they taste good. But like to me, like when I'm sweating or hot or whatever, yeah. I, I sometimes you know I mean just for refreshing cold daddy soda. Like you come in from mowing the grass, you've accomplished something. Yeah. You give yourself a little treat. There's nothing wrong with a yeah. little treat. No, there's nothing wrong. And like I just came in from the grass. I, I I'm already hating summer. Um, two day, hot as balls two and, days into summer like weather and you're out i'm over it i'm over it <laughs> meanwhile over it. meanwhile i've never been happier i've never been happier i love it bring it i hate mowing grass i hate it i hate it i hate the heat i hate the sweat and i stink the weird thing about grass is i never mind mowing the grass once i start mowing it it's the idea of mowing grass right and we got the new mower now which 
I know I'm spoiling myself, but it starts every time. I'm living, <laughs> I'm living, living the, the luxury dream. life, living the dream. Yeah, and I don't mind it once I start doing it. It's just, and I think this comes from when I was a kid because that was my that was my job at my parents' house. I had to mow the grass, and they had a lot of grass, so I have this built-in just dread of mowing grass, and it's for no reason because my grass is super. I can mow the entire grass if the mower starts, trim it, and mow it in like 35, 40 minutes. That's the worst part. I wouldn't mind mowing it. I hate the trimming and the pulling of the weeds yeah. and this and that. Like, that's all. And, like, if I could just mow the lawn, start my thing up. And, by the way, I have an electric mower, so mine starts every time, too. It's the most fantastic thing in the world. By the way, you I know. Pull that stupid string. <laughs> you know you're getting old because I told you I wanted an electric mower, but the ones in our uh, price range wouldn't have gotten the job done. And I would have. It would have died. The battery would have died five minutes. Oh, yeah. Within me, me getting the grass done, so that's why I couldn't get the electric mower. But every time I go for a walk, and I have this four-mile loop that I walk every time, and I don't know if it's just the Y missing area that the yards are the perfect size, especially down uh, in the actual Y missing area, not the hills area. But everybody has the electric, and I, I literally, and this is how you know you're getting old and you're a dude. I feel I, I'm 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 jealous of those people. Like I look at them and I want that mower. I'm like I should I I can't believe I'm at a point in my life where I want <laughs> and I'm pining and I'm looking at someone else's lawnmower and be like I want that. I never wanted to get yeah. to that point in my life. Yeah, and, and it's not like and, and that's why I got one too because like I was tired of the the oil and the mixing and the yeah. gasoline and pulling that damn cord and I'm like I'm getting electric. I don't even care. But um, yeah, I was jealous too. Like, and and that's what happens. You're not jealous of cars anymore. You're not jealous of no. this or that. I, I'm jealous because I'm not out there. You know, like I'm pulling on this stupid cord like an idiot. You know, five freaking times, and like just my arm was about to fall off. Ugh, yeah, nothing think, worse than that. I know. I know for a fact. I don't want much. Like I think about it every time we go and buy one of those Mega Millions tickets or a Powerball ticket when it gets up to like 200 million. And, you know, everybody has these things of what they're going to do. I would, of course, stop renting this house from my uncle. And uh, I might even just buy it from him and then knock it to the ground is what I might do. <laughs> and and th- just piss on the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that maybe that's what I do. But if we won the lottery, like, I wouldn't get a mansion. You know, we'd just get a normal house. And the only difference... I get no mansion. You got to take care of that Exactly. Crap. And the only difference would be... I would just do what I want to do when I want to do it, and I tell you what I wouldn't be doing. They were not, there would be no alarm set for way too early in the morning that I have to get up and get up and do a morning show. I might still do podcasts, like we could still do this once a week. I might start doing like a daily podcast because I do I do like doing this, so I might yeah. keep doing that. But I would do it when I want to do it, how often I want to do it, and I would talk about what the hell I want to talk about. Well, I would fly if I would won. I'd fly you in on the helicopter. You know what I mean, and, yeah. and then like, and then or you would fly me on the helicopter, and then you know I come to the the old Keller Estate or the Lessig Estate or whoever. And listen, listen, if I won, you'd be taken care of. Same here, buddy. Same. You're here. on a short list of people <laughs> I would take care of. There's about three people, and you're one of them, buddy. I love to hear it. I love to. Hear it. We'll have that packed, you and I. If we win, oh, we win over a hundred million. You get it. You get it. You're a millionaire. Like that. Done. Taking care of. We're getting a new studio. Daddy, oh, yeah, we are. Daddy's getting a new studio. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the one thing I would spend like a ton of money on. I would I would put in like a state of the art radio and even some like video studio thing. I would do that. You know what I would do? 
I'm putting a wrestling ring. I know you would. <laughs> and you'd have a wrestling view. The PP the PPV room. The pay-per-view yeah. room. And I'm hiring like I'm hiring someone just to stand by and commentate when I wrestle. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, I'm just gonna like hey, that's, I'm gonna what, hi- that's what I'm for. Okay, that's what you do. Yeah, okay. So you're just gonna you're just gonna live there. And when I feel like getting in the ring and wrestling, you're just gonna commentate. Speaking of wrestling. Oh. the champ is still here. <laughs> upset it <laughs> well, Seth Rollins we'll talk He's about busy the uh, knocking up Becky Lynch to win <laughs> we'll talk about the uh pay-per-view a little bit later on uh, lots to get into lots to talk about it's episode 196 of the 222 podcast and we're gonna get things going here right now and uh hopefully have a little fun Flight directors, I want the go, no, go for launch. Retro. Go flight. Booster. Go flight. Eco. Go flight. Trajectory. Go flight. Fido. Go flight. Ava. Go flight. Capcom Freedom. Go flight. Capcom Independence. Go flight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's pucker time. Oh, not again. This is the 222 Podcast with Mike Keller. The jerk store called. They're running out of you. And Robbie Lessig. You just made the list. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie and at Mike and Robbie on Twitter. Plus, you can send them an email at 222M&R at gmail.com. We're ready to believe you. Now, here's Mike. It's Miller time. Oh, yes, it is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of the 222 Podcast right here, MikeAndRobbie.Podbean.com. You'll also find us on the Apple Podcast app as well as the Podbean app and the TuneIn app. So spend an hour with us each and every week. As we hang out with you here online, you can send us an email, 222M&R at gmail.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie and on Twitter at Mike and Robbie. I am joined as always, as of late anyways, by the one and only <laughs> Robbie Lessig. Well, it's easier when I can't get out. <laughs> yeah. this, this may be, I, we'd have to go back and count. We should do that for next week. This may be your longest stretch ever of shows made in a row yeah because i mean i have been not traveling as much and then i'm stuck in the house for three months so yeah this could be listen and i don't care quarantine be damned to the episode 222 is not going to be via <laughs> zoom skype bull now I'm going to say I don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you don't care. You don't have to edit it. That's why you don't care. <laughs> big bad boy. Not- big bad Robbie. I don't care. I'm going to say it because it doesn't affect me in the least. That's right. <laughs> I don't have to edit nothing. Talent doesn't edit. <laughs> um, Sometimes it but, does. But we're going out. <laughs> we're going out. Yes. I don't even care. I don't, I don't care if nothing's open. I'll make. I'll. I'll. We'll do it in the yard. I don't even care. We're going to have a big well, celebration. At the very least, we'll be together. At the very least. Yes. At the very yes. least. But it is good to see. And as you mentioned, yeah, it is warm out. Uh, eighty some yesterday. Getting up near eighty today. And uh, I don't know about you, but yesterday I came home from work and it was about seventy-seven degrees in the house. And I looked at my wife and I was like, and this is like eleven, twelve o'clock, and you know, it's like noon. And I was like, we're turn- we turned the AC on. That was it. Pumped yeah, up the AC. And right now it's off upstairs because it was it was quite comfortable this morning. But as soon as I go upstairs and as soon as this is over, 
AC is going to be pumping. And uh, it's just this house, for some reason, I've never seen a house that is built quite like this where it just has no flow. It just has zero flow. You can open up windows, all of the windows in the house, and air just does not move through it. It's like a vacuum. It's insane. It's like space. It, yeah. And you know, and we're both we we both suffer from the the gene of, of cheapness. Yes. And um, there's always that sweet spot where you don't have any heat on mm-hmm. and no air conditioner. It's like, oh baby, like that. Nothing gets me more worked up than that little sweet spot. But we didn't have it yet and this year, really. I had it. I had it. I turned about a week. I had no. I was like, and it was like it was cold some days. It was like 63 in here. But I didn't care. I'm like, I'm not running anything. See, as soon and, as my house dips down like to 69 my wife all the time anyways we talked to julie's under an electric blanket constantly it could just be in the hopes that i've i come at her i'll get electrocuted but i think she's trying <laughs> to stay warm i think she's trying to stay warm so i had all the windows open in the house and it was like 70 degrees because we had that clock that has the thermometer on it. so it's 70 degrees and she announces in the middle of us watching tv i can't take it anymore I'm closing the windows and turning the heat on. And she walks over, closes all the windows, and turns the heat on. I'm like, it's 70 flipping degrees in here. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's perfect. It's, it was it was and wonderful. And 70 without air conditioning, with like a cool breeze, is not 70 with air conditioning. You know I mean? It's different. It's, yes. an, it's a warmer 70. Yes. And I think it's... 70 in air conditioning. It is, yeah. You talk about refreshing. It That is refreshing. I'm, I'm telling you, so I, it killed me last night before I went to bed. Like, I got to turn the AC on. It's 77 degrees in here. Oh, it's so you, damn hot. you only turned it on when you went to bed last night. I had it on at lunchtime. It was, it was about 73. And then um, I was making some dinner. And then I had the oven on ah. and cooking. And yep, that yep. kind of got it warm. And I'm like, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm with you. I hate it when it gets warm in the house, and this house is so weird. So, yeah, we'll be pumping the AC a little bit later on. Then I think it's supposed to – I'll have to look here. I think it's supposed to cool off a little bit after that, so, you know, just Thank may have God, to run it. I'm sick of this already. Well, I'm this sick is, of it. Uh, this is exactly <laughs> what you don't want. I don't mind 80, 85, but you don't want to jump to it right from 55. Like I, we, I, were ju- we just had frost. Yeah. We just had frost. I, I would like a good six – Six, seven, maybe even two weeks of like just perfect 65 degrees. Just give me perfect 65 degrees and let us live in that for a while. Wasn't it snowing last weekend? Yes. 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 It was snowing last weekend. Yes. I mean, not significant snow accumulation, but there were flurries, visible effing flurries out there. And now it's hotter than heck. Well, 79 today, uh, 73 tomorrow with some uh, sun and clouds, and then by Monday it's 68 and then 62. So things do cool off a little bit as we get into this next week. There's nothing better than sleeping with all the windows open, too. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't like that. That I don't uh, like. That's that's heaven. That doesn't do it for me. That does absolutely nothing for me. Um, hey, you mentioned pulling weeds. My uh, father-in-law is coming overnight. He has something um from my mother-in-law that she left to my wife that she wants to he wants to give to her so he wants to come over he hasn't seen the grandkids so we're going to do the whole backyard social distancing and have dinner together and i might bring the uh, tv out hook a blu-ray up and we might have a movie night out in the backyard just for something to do and you know he's dying to see his granddaughter and i'm sure uh julie they don't give a damn about me but the side of our house there is this one like it used to be a garden i don't know what would grow in there 
because my wife has tried to grow like tomato plants and cucumbers in there and nothing ever grows. It just withers away automatically. It's just a weird spot where like no sun hits and you water it every day. It doesn't matter. Just nothing will grow except for weeds. And I haven't. I don't like like it's not we rent so like the I like trim up and but the, the weeds and the stuff and I'm not paying for mulch and all that nonsense. So this thing yeah. just like the weeds go from just sprouting to like a oh, foot yeah. a foot long in like three days. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's Crazy. insane. So I have to. My whole goal of tonight is to keep my father in law away from that side of the building because oh, he'll, just- he'll start pulling weeds and then I'll feel terrible <laughs> and then I'll be pulling weeds and I don't feel like doing that today. So I wouldn't feel terrible. I'd be like, go do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Dive right in. Yeah. I'm making you dinner. Pull my weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not You're the. Trained. He's bringing dinner. Oh. Yeah. Then, then, then you're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine line, isn't it? It's, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you were making and providing dinner, at, you know, if you were, you know, pr- you know, if you were, if you were making him dinner and providing it, then I would say, yeah, if you want to eat, pull that. <laughs> pull that. But, but. <laughs> Since you're not, yeah, then you're kind of screwed. You yeah. got to do it yourself. Then I'm going to have to take care of it myself. And why are we – I mean, it's so annoying. Like you said, like I look. I'm like, oh, there's a little thing. I can't grab it yet. And I come out in the morning. It's taking over the house. Yeah. These things are like vines. They they get to like the size of the house if you don't cut them down. And I'm not even sure. Like I have a little tiny you know, piece of crap weed whacker that does the job for what I need. But I'm not sure if I take it in there that it's going to have the industrial strength needed to take down these uh, weeds because these are some hardy like, weeds. Yeah, <laughs> bring it. Yes, <laughs> they're like uh, it's like uh, that scene in, at the end of Infinity War when Thanos's <laughs> troops, those monsters, are running into the dome at Wakanda. <laughs> you know, sure, the first couple are going to die, but eventually yeah. the weeds are going to win. The weeds are going to yeah, break. They're, yeah. they're going to break. They're going to sacrifice weed a few of the weeds, but yes. they're going to overall. They're yeah. going to be fine. Overall, they're definitely going to be the winners of that battle. Uh, anywho, so everything else good, though? You had a good week besides all that? I had a fantastic week. I can't even tell you. Good. I love it's to hear that. Been, I feel like a new man. <laughs> you look like the same yeah, guy. New man. I look like the same guy. It's just been a fantastic week. Um, just, you know, some, some, yeah, it just, you know, sometimes when you, you wake up one day and the, the flowers smell, you know, <laughs> better the air is crisper i mean it's hotter than balls but maybe you know it just i, I don't know I, I don't know what it is but you know well i don't had a good week good work week it's just been a good week you're making me happy that's all i care about is the fact that yeah. you had a good week that makes me very how about very you? happy how was how was how i mean I've, I've listened to some shows this week i've i listened to the happy hour a little bit i heard your little rant by the way, what were the rants? Just, wait, wait, wait. Well, not, it, it was a mini rant about your about the foot pump and the football noise in. Yeah, I think that is maybe the dumbest idea in the history of uh world. But I really like. We both listen to um, to bust it open occasionally. I listen more than you do, I think. But yeah. like Dave LeGrecco, the host there, he has his rants. I enjoy a rant from you. Once <laughs> <in a while>. <laughs> well, <laughs> they come more often when I'm the only one doing the show. <laughs> when I'm flying solo. The rants have to come. Yeah, I I am absolutely and utterly against the uh, football games having crowd noise pumped into them. For those of you who don't know, Joe Buck went on to SiriusXM this week with uh, Andy Cohen. And I don't know. I don't listen to Andy Cohen. Uh, Noel, who does the morning show with me, he said he was listening to this show and he heard Joe Buck say it and he was really shocked by it. But according to Buck, he says it's pretty much a done deal that Fox and other networks will use fake crowd noise for games played without fans. And if that's not enough... 
There also is a suggestion that they're going to put virtual fans in the stands. So they're going to CGI people like when you're watching a video or you're playing a video game and they show crowd shots. It's going to look like that, except for a real actual football game. I can re-rant again in a second. I'm against it, as I said. How do you feel about the fake crowd noise to begin with? Uh, I'm more in the middle. I, I, I would lean towards no. However, seeing how much wrestling misses the crowd, and I feel that they are just like an NFL crowd. Like the crowd is, I mean, it, you kind of hear that crowd, you feed off of it. So I don't know. but how, And then my, I guess my issue is with it, it's not going to sound natural. No, it's not going to sound natural. You know what I mean? So WWE tinkered with that too, and they decided no because I guess they did a test run, and it just didn't. Because you can't simulate, it's impossible to simulate like when someone scores a touchdown, what are you going to do? Like, re- like get a recording of when they tour, and then like it's going to be a big crowd eruption, or it's not natural. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like in wrestling too, stuff like a big spot happens, what are you going to pump in? Like you're going to hit a button that says positive crowd noise, and then booze, and you know it's like I miss the crowd element, but I don't miss it as much to compromise the way it sounds Does that make sense it does and i think uh, you mentioned wrestling i think wrestling will actually miss a crowd and does miss a crowd more than regular sports will miss a crowd because at the end of the day you got to look at it like this uh for sports they're out there to play a game they're out there to win a game and they're out there to try to win that game to advance the playoffs to eventually win a championship of course we all know it's entertainment but those guys are playing for obviously their paychecks, but also to win, move on, and hopefully win a ring someday. In wrestling, hate to pull back the fourth wall for you people, it's a performance. Yeah. Imagine yeah. doing, uh, for any of you who had done theater, when you did dress rehearsals, it never had the same amount of energy and the same amount of just like urgency of an actual show night because there was an yeah. audience there. So for when you're just performing, when you're flat performing and you're performing for that audience and a lot of times you're playing to that audience, I feel like it's a lot bigger deal than it will be for sports when they're just going to go out there and there may not be as much adrenaline for them. So maybe their performance could lack a little bit, but at the same way, I don't think I don't think it's the same deal. Like I think the crowd is a much bigger part of WWE than it is of like a football game. Oh yeah. I think hundred percent. And like you said too, those, I mean, those guys don't really as much play to the crowd. Yeah. Like, like a, like a professional sports team. Like there's They're no, there's no, the, there's no bad guys who are, who are needing to get booed as a part of the reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean the home team is going to obviously cheer for their, the home team, the yeah. home crowd. They're going to cheer for the home team, obviously more. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's as necessary. No. Um, as far as the CGI people, that's asinine. That is stupid. I mean, I would rather than pump in the noise and no – that's just stupid. Yeah, I think it's going to look ridiculous. Although I see what they're saying. If you're going to have this or this fake crowd noise when you do uh, like you know wide shots, it's going to look really weird without anybody in the stands. But I think it's – just look. I said – the only way they can sell me on the CGI people is if they start having fun with it. Like, if it's on Fox, I want to see that stupid robot in the stand somewhere. I want them to start CGI and celebrities. I want Iron Man, Batman. I want, like, uh, different characters in the stands. And I want Waldo in there to make it fun for the kids. Find like where's Waldo. sitting there watching yeah. the game or yeah, something. Yeah, Marge. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, WWE does that with those graphics now. Like, they, you know, like they have those big graphics and, like, the big... Like they could do that stuff. I'm okay with that. I just think they CGI do do that. People, 
They do. Yeah, like they have. Yes. Over the, oh, do they? Okay, they do that. Okay. They do NFL. That too. Okay. I think NFL started doing that before uh, WWE. They would put yeah, they, up. Okay. They would put up at the top of the stadium like a fake jumbotron, a CGI jumbotron. Oh, okay. That they could then show things on. They would come back and like show the sponsors and stuff or highlights yeah. on that jumbotron. So yeah, I think that's something that actually sports has been doing for quite some time. Yeah, I just I there I have a theory too, and if you were watching last night, you probably heard this. I think it's kind of understood that everybody, I don't really have a problem with it, but everyone thinks Joe Buck hates their team. So in turn, everyone hates Joe Buck. It's just the way of the world. So I think they actually are maybe floating this out there. I think this is a test balloon to see how people react to it because it's, it's early enough that by the time football rolls around, if we don't have fans, that we'll forget this was even a thing, and if they don't do it, it's a non-factor. So I think they're going to hear the negative uh, reaction to this, and I think uh, this won't be a thing. I, 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 I predict they will not do this. I think they should try it. I think they game. absolutely should not. <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, try it in the preseason. Well, I don't think you're going to have a preseason. But. Yeah. Well, they might have preseason, but do a focus group. Get like yep. 50 fans, all right, and send them a tape. Send them a DVD of a game where you've blacked out uh, the uh, the noise, right? And you put in fake crowd noise, and let's hear how it sounds. And if you can make yeah. it sound kind of okay, maybe you got a shot. But I think it's just like you said earlier, and I said it before, I think it's going to sound unnatural. How about, how about this? Eliminate that. And Mike, the guys like the XFL. Oh, I, Mike, the coaches. Exactly. Uh, to me, that would be more entertaining than hearing fake crowd noise. Put a mic on the coaches. Put a mic on the quarterback, running back, why, or your star players. You know who are entertaining the Watts of the world, and you know whatever. Gronk's. I mean, can you imagine Gronk on Mike? Jesus, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know if you need a mic, but you have those those big parabolic dome microphones. I think that's what they're called that the guys in the side stand with. And those things, when you watch like NFL films, they're picking up all kinds of stuff with people who aren't even mic'd. Yeah. So I said it on the air when you are advertising this, go with it, make the best of the situation. Say, look. I know it sucks there's not going to be a crowd. I know it sucks you guys can't come and be a part of the action, but now you're going to get to hear things and you're going to get to hear aspects of the game that you never heard before. So take advantage of the quiet and let's hear different. Let's hear the actual hit each and every time instead of just when we saw the highlights on NFL films. Let's hear what the coaches are yelling to their players. Let's hear what the players are saying to one another as long as it's PG there while they're on the field. It's on a delay. I mean, so they can bleep that stuff out. And my thing is too, like, Again, the XFL the first time, one one of the few positives, that was a positive. Like yeah. Mike hearing those guys, like that was and even this time hearing, you know, on the rebirth and of course failure of XFL, it was good to hear that too. And that was entertaining to me. And especially now, if you're not gonna have a crowd, you're not gonna hear that noise. To me though, not that I don't mind, I don't it, it it's gonna sound so dead. It's good. Like and I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I don't, and I don't, I don't think they're pumping the crowd noises right either. I, I don't. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. But I, it's just gonna, it's gonna be so weird. It's I, gonna be like a silent. I think it's gonna be odd the first couple weeks. I think a couple weeks in, it's just gonna be what it is. It's just gonna be yeah. what it is. I, I think maybe basketball might be weirder than any of the other sports because they have. Now, are they, are they saying the whole season without people for football? They're they're saying they yeah. don't know. They're 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 working on all options right now. I think they're they're getting a plan together. This is just a hypothetical. There's been nothing announced. This is just see where we are in September and what we need to do. And 
unlike these other sporting uh, organizations who are caught off guard, off guard, the NFL has a chance to plan for what yeah. they can do when this comes around. And to bring this up, I mean, and this is what this is going to be interesting because the you know these stadiums they jam as many seats in. The seats are tiny, even for you know smaller people. Yep, the seats are jammed in. Planes, same thing. Is this going to be a new normal? Well, for at least a little while. And we're not going to be. I mean, because face it, I mean, like a stadium, you're on top of each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, just think about not even at the game. Just think about getting in and out, getting your seat, and getting your car. You are shoulder to shoulder, nose to nose, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle all this because they're going to have to do at least to start. You'd think half capacity. What do you do with season ticket holders? How do you decide who gets to come, who doesn't? There's going to have to be a lottery. Same thing with concerts, which is something I wanted to talk about here. A report came out from the Event Safety Alliance and Ticketmaster. And they're basically saying how they're going to have to, you know, cut people down, how they're going to have to social distance, how they're going to have to reduce capacity. They're talking about having drive-in shows. But one of the things that they have already announced will not be happening when live music and concerts resume, there will be no more crowd surfing. So if you were looking to do any crowd surfing in 2020, it sounds like that's out. And there will be no more mosh pits. Oh, I'm never going to concert again. If I can't mosh pit, screw it, I'm not going. Yeah, I was trying to get to the Hootie and the Blowfish mosh pit, but I just couldn't get close enough to get to the Hootie and the Blowfish mosh pit. Well, I wanted to see Celine Dion. I wanted to get to that mosh pit so bad. No, <laughs> now, have you ever have you ever moshed? No. No, me neither. <laughs> Do we look like moshing kind of no. guys? Well, of the two of us, I thought you had a better chance than me. That's true. But <laughs> not my, uh, that was not my thing. I'm not into some, you know, sweaty metal, another metalhead ball guy yeah. jumping on me. Some of the other guidelines they talked about is uh, staggering entry times. So, like, if the show starts at 7, you'll go in at 6, I'll go in at 6.15, other people go in at 6.45. Uh, limiting the flow of people into bathrooms, wearing masks, hourly hand washing, uh, sanitizing uh, stations, screening uh, customers for fevers, uh, placing plastic shields, a ticket. It just sounds like it's just going to be doing anything with where there could be a large group, it's just going to be a giant pain in the ass is what we're learning. Well, what they should do is with these stadiums, they should close the domes if they have one and just every quarter sanitize the whole stadium. Just like drop Purell on the whole field. <laughs> Instead of purple rain, Purell rain, Purell rain. <laughs> there you go. Yes. And then, I mean, at the end of a quarter, <laughs> gee, here comes Purell. <laughs> Everyone's sanitized and you're good to go. Everyone's ready to go. Um, hey, I always uh, think of you when I see mayonnaise. You've changed. Mm -hmm. You've changed my life in that regard. Um, Heinz has come out with a bunch of different what they call mashup flavors. And I think we talked oh. about this in the past. They already had out um, uh, honey racha, which is honey and sriracha together. They also had mayo chup, which is mayo with ketchup. Which let's face it is just about Russian dressing or French dressing or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Uh, mayo Q, which is um, mayonnaise and barbecue. That's good. Mayo I've must. Mayo must. Mayo and mustard. That's good. And also they had out Cranch, which I'm guessing is ketchup and ranch. Hmm. I don't know if I like that one. Ranch is such a – I'm a purist with ranch. I, I, yeah, I like ranch only on my salad. But their newest flavor, and I want to see if this is something that is up your alley. Their newest flavor, mayo racha. So they have taken mayonnaise and they have combined it 
with Sriracha. Now, as the resident mayo expert, how do you feel about that? I would I would try that because to me that that's a good combination because it's like Sriracha sometimes can be like overpower. Yeah. I think you put that with mayo, you put that on a burger. That's a good time. <laughs> I like that. So next, I need that. Next time Robbie Lessig goes out and he's doing a little uh, shopping, will there be a mayo racha purchase? Or will you be looking for mayo racha? Well, let's just put it this way. I have sriracha in the fridge and I have mayo in the fridge. So. <laughs> Screw you, Heinz. A little, wh- little whisk, make them together. I don't need no Heinz. I got my own Heinz. <laughs> All right, so look for that in stores. Apparently, it's going to sell for about three dollars and eighty cents a oh, bottle. Oh yeah, I'm definitely making it myself. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know how much mayo or sriracha cost. Mayo is expensive, and it's a problem for me because <laughs> I go through a lot. It's it's expensive. It's like four bucks for a jar. So I go to Sam's Club. I haven't done this lately because I, I feel bad about myself. They got those honkering ten pound gallons. <laughs> They've got them. the restaurant size mayo. That's my style. That's my that's that's my speed, baby. Oh, I would love. By the way, my my mind automatically goes to you sitting in the chair next to me with one of those and just a giant wooden spoon, just shoveling it in. You know, like I I I always think about, and it's almost every time I eat mayo that the show where you ate the mustard and I ate the yeah the mayo, and I'm like, I'd do that again. You got to. <laughs> You know, you, yours was definitely worse, but you got to eat it in a much more, um, a much more proper manner. You were more civilized than I was because I yeah. had to go right out of the bottle. Like I was just sucking it out of. <laughs> out of the yeah, because yeah, you tried the straw, didn't you? And the straw didn't work. Straw did not work. Yeah. So then I just started pouring it down my gullet. Yeah. And then you know. Yeah. Dan Newbert over there with his. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat a half dozen donuts. Screw, <laughs> screw you. It wasn't even a half dozen. Wasn't it a dozen? Yeah, it was a dozen. He wanted a dozen. I think he what? He ate four. Yes. <laughs> what a joke. I'm not even that stupid. No. <laughs> no. Uh, one other quick food note here, because we have to talk about this stuff here on the show. Um, were you a fan when you were uh, a kid of, and maybe even as an adult, uh, of Uncrustables? Um, no. Okay. But, um, I recently, when I had a child, I tried the Uncrustables, and that's much better than the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, in my opinion. Than a regular like homemade peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I like them. Really, I dig that. See, I don't. Yeah. I actually don't think I've ever had a proper Uncrustable. Yeah, they're 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 they're. I I, I just like the fact of you don't have to do anything. <laughs> You you open the package and you eat. So <laughs> you are actually saying that you are so lazy that you don't want to make a peanut butter and jelly. This is from the guy who cooks everything for everyone. Yeah, but that's the thing when you, when something's so simple, it's like I don't, you know I don't want to do that. Like I'm I'm, I'm at the advanced chef level where a oh. peanut butter and jelly sandwich just doesn't do it for me anymore. See, for so me, that's why peanut butter I and jelly. My... Yeah, that's the top of my level. That's the pinnacle. <laughs> Yes, but I mean, but here's the thing. I'm I'm not a big peanut butter guy to begin with. Like I, I've recently come around because it's a healthier snack because of my diabetes, mm-hmm. actually, and I've been coming around eating more peanut butter. But that's only recently, probably in the past year or so. Um, but um, I like the Encrustable. It's a great lazy man snack. Well, um, when I was a kid, back in my day, it was just the peanut butter and jelly Encrustable. Like that's all you got, right? Yeah. Then I think they started selling peanut butter and grape jelly on crustables, and that uh-huh. was all I knew of. 
And this week, I happened to have a story, and I went to the Uncrustables website, and they have Uncrustable reduced sugar peanut butter with strawberry spread a sandwich on whole wheat. They've got the same with the grape. They have uh, chocolate-flavored hazelnut spread, which is like your Nutella Uncrustables. Wow. They have just peanut butter Uncrustables. They have a new thing that I've been hearing a lot of as of late, peanut butter and honey Uncrustables. Ooh. I've never heard of that mix before. They've also kind of uh, dipped their toe into other worlds. They have an Uncrustables turkey and Colby Jack roll-up and uncured ham and cheddar roll-up. So now these are all either room temperature or cold, right? You either yeah. They were great for lunches when people were kids. Well, they have now dipped their toe once again into a different section of the food market as they are now offering microwavable Uncrustables. In like a hot pocket. Dose flavors. Yes, they are going for the round. For anybody who hates oblong objects, they are going for round <laughs> hot pockets. And they have now unveiled their chicken barbecue hot pocket. Or, excuse me, Uncrustables. It's barbecue chicken bites Uncrustable. And they've unveiled taco bites Uncrustables. Ooh. And there's something about that chewy white bread that just gets me all kinds of happy. You know what I mean? Like that chewy white bread just mm, mm. now here. I would try both of those. I'm gonna look for those in the store. Well, I, I think them. we should we should wait. That should be the first snack that we have when we're back together. We come back. I like that idea. So are you a grape jelly or strawberry jelly kind of guy? I think grape jelly is one of the uh ten worst inventions in mankind i despise grape jelly i hate it i wouldn't i would never pick grape jelly over any other jelly uh strawberry jelly mixed fruit jelly raspberry jelly orange marmalade these are all better than grape jelly which to me is straight trash straight trash wow i prefer i actually have grape jelly in the house because uh chase prefers grape oh it's a parenting thing i I blame you I know, and I prefer a straw. I prefer a strawberry too. Yes, I do. I think grape I think is ass. I, I hate it. My wife I and daughter like love a- it. Apple jelly too. You ever have apple? I'm apple in. jelly is good. Anything but grape. Yeah. Hmm. Do you like regular grapes, or you just you're taking yeah. a hard stance on the grape? No, jelly? I like grapes. Okay. There's just something about just grape jelly. Wow. I don't know what it is. Um, in case you're wondering, for those of you who want to uh, give them a go, Taco Bites, 160 calories. And uh, barbecue chicken bites, 130 calories. You're going to be able to get them for $4. And in that box are three pouches. And I think there's two in each pouch. So that would be uh, six different um, Uncrustables for that $4 price. And you got to heat them up, huh? Uh, Well, I would imagine. I mean, I guess you can eat them cold. I'm imagining they're going to have to heat them up. I haven't read any directions on the Uncrustables. But it's amazing where we've come in the world of prepared foods. And I'm that always takes the laziness out of it. I gotta do something. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I hate to do that to you. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm always amazed how like these one trick ponies that were, yeah. when I was a kid, they were one thing, right? It's just like Lunchables. Yeah. They were one thing. Now you yeah. go to the Lunchables website. There's 30 options as far as Lunchables go. Even hot pockets. That we just mentioned. I mean, I remember like it was ham and cheese and the, I think the pizza ones. And now you go and they have like a pizza pocket. They have uh, they have the pretzel pockets, the lean pockets, breakfast pockets, you know, construction pockets, you know, TV pockets. It's crazy. It's got everything. I'm not sure I've ever had an Uncrustable or a Hot Pocket. You never had a Hot Pocket? Oh, my God. I'm bringing you a Hot Pocket. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't think I've ever. I've never had a microwavable burrito either. 
They're not great. Hot pockets are enjoyable. Yeah, I the feel like hot pocket is a delight. See, I feel like the a hot GD pocket delight. is one of those um, one of those things that you're gonna pop it in the microwave. It's gonna come out the crust or the outside, whatever the hell it is. The pocket is not gonna feel like it's overly warm, and yet the inside is going to be lava, and you're just gonna burn everything in your mouth. Well, you are, but you gotta wait. But the hot pockets have a. <laughs> The hot pockets have like an aluminum sleeve. Okay, it's great. They have a genius. They have a re-entry shield, like a space shuttle. Yeah. So it gets that. It ba- yeah, true. It bakes like the it bakes the crust nice, and then the, the inside is still lava though. So you gotta let it sit. You can't just it, it's it's you can't just let it, you can't just bite it out of the microwave. But no one lets it sit. It's like pizza. You can open up a freshly well, made pizza. You're gonna take a bite and you're gonna burn your mouth. Well, once you burn your tongue off, then you're gonna wait. It's it's a kind of like you do it once, you get you know your face melts, and then you you then you learn your lesson. My dad, like parenting. My dad, every meal when I was a kid, my dad would pop the food in his mouth right after my mom served it, and he would be go, "Ow, it's hot!" Every <laughs> damn meal, he would do like, that. Oh, she got me. She got me. <laughs> oh, she got me again. She's so sneaky. I mean, I was sitting here. I saw her take it from the stove in the oven right to the plate, then to my plate. But how was I to know that it was going to be hot? When it comes out of a 400 degree oven, it's 400 degrees probably. Like to be fair, this was dinner, and my dad worked for a living. It wasn't like me who sits around and talks and gabs and then comes home and takes a nap. He worked for a living, so he was probably starving by the time he got home, and all he wanted was a hot meal, and he needed to eat it right away. Man, but still, I mean, it's coming out of a 400 degree oven. Don't lick the pants. <laughs> Sometimes you don't gotta, do it. He also, oh man, he was so much fun. He still is a lot of fun. He also, he, a lot of fun. he also, um, when I was a kid, there was a, a donut shop that opened up called, uh, what was it called? Oh, the Dutch Touch. Dutch Touch Bakery. It had a donut shop. And then they started selling, when Italian ice was all the craze, they started selling all the Italian ice flavors. And it was right there in Leesport. And my dad, it was a friend of the family who owned it. So we would go there all the time and get Italian ice and bring it home. And every time, I'm, not, I'm telling you, I'm not, I don't, there's no hyperbole there. Every time my dad ate Italian ice when I was a kid, he got brain freeze. Every single time he would shovel it into his mouth so fast and eventually we'd look over and he'd just be sitting there pinching the nose of his bridge or the bridge of his nose excuse me because all of a sudden he just realized it hurt so bad because i ate it too fast and it was every time <laughs> and he's at first he started announcing it but then he would eventually not announce it so we just have to wait for it we'd all just be peering <laughs> like the side of our eyes waiting for him to get brain freeze waiting for it to happen yes I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you that was the highlight the highlight of my sam's club experience ever running your dad <laughs> it was fantastic i i still laugh at the conversation he was he's hilarious and you got the exact reaction that you wanted that you want yeah. from my dad yes yeah I mean, it's fantastic I mean, it's like, uh this just in breaking news um oh. fred willard uh, actor for Best in Show and A Mighty Wind. Uh, if you don't know the name, you recognize the face. He has passed away at the age of 86. Oh, he was good. He was very he was, funny. Yes. He was good. Uh, he was on so much. So much. Yeah. I'm oh, just man. seeing it here. It's from 
rollingstone.com posted about 20 minutes ago uh fred willard the prof- uh, prolific comic actor and master of the mockumentary genre who stood out in ensemble comedies like best in show for your consideration and this is spinal tap has died at the age of 86 uh willard's wow. rep glenn schwartz confirmed his death to rolling stone adding that the cause of death was natural causes so there you uh, go. Well, he, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he's 86. He had 86. a great life. Yeah. You know? So there you go. Just some breaking news for you. Um, before we get into um, wrestling, a couple quick things I wanted to talk about. Uh, first, you know my love of Impractical Jokers. You know how much I adore them. I do, and they're great. Yep, and we talked about how we wonder what they're going to do, how they're going to be able to do their show when it's all said and done and we're able to go out in public because people aren't going to be ready for, you know, other folks in their face right away. And that's basically everything the impractical jokers do is with strangers up close. Um, they, uh, have a new show that's going to launch this Thursday on true TV and it's called impractical jokers dinner party. And it's going to be six episodes, half hour long premieres this Thursday stars, all four of them, and they're going to reunite the way we do each and every week, I'm guessing via Zoom, and they are going to talk about what's going on in the world, what's going on in their lives, and they're going to talk about what it's like to be apart for the first time in over 25 years because of this pandemic, and you're going to get a little personal glimpse into their lives while they're out there practicing social distancing. So they're going to be sitting around, hanging out, breaking bread, eating, drinking. It's going to be filmed by True TV, and you're going to get six episodes of this. And something tells me, because it costs nothing to produce. Let's face it. These shows cost nothing to produce. If it gets huge ratings, you'll see more and more of it. Yeah, and that's – I mean, you have to adapt, right? I mean, and like – I hope it's – I mean, I'll tell you something. I tried watching like, like The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and stuff. Yeah. I hate it. I, I just, I hate it. I, I mean, it's, I get what they're doing. Like, and I get like, you know, the shows are adapting, you know, like sports are adapting, wrestling's adapting, these shows are adapting. I hate it. I, I, I guess it was, I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah. You have to put out, you have to put out content. You know what I mean? You have to, but I mean, it's not like you and I doing this because we're an audio thing anyway. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, so, we're doing it because we can see each other. We can react off of each other. That's great. But like when I'm watching the tonight show, and I'm watching Jimmy sit there and, and yeah, you know, I should, I should really DVR. Like I don't like Fallon. So watching that would be the wrong way to go, but I should DVR Kimmel and just see what the show is like with Kimmel at home. I think, you know, the great thing about those guys and what I enjoy about those guys obviously is, is the pranks they come up with, but obviously, um, excuse me, they, what I'm trying to say is they have a great chemistry. And the four of them together is what makes the show. You put four other guys out there doing the exact same thing, it might not be as good. They have a wonderful chemistry. So I think the four of them together talking, it's going to give off to me, at least in this way it's described, is a very much a radio show, podcast type of vibe where they're just going to be sitting around BSing for four, for a half an hour. And I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to tune in. Like, I, I think it'll be great. Yeah. I, I mean, I like them. I think I like it. I hope I like it. Yeah. It's just, it's starting to get hard for me to adapt. And I really am, you know, I hope 
Well, the late night shows, you, you tune in expecting one thing. You tune in expecting them in their theater with fans and special guests and all that stuff right there with them. So you're expecting that. This is a new thing. You are not. You have no expectation of what this true, is going true. to be. That's a good point. So I think you come in with a uh, with a lower baseline. And uh, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. It was a terrible way to set it up. I did a terrible take, but hey, there you go. All right. Um, new Mutants. We finally might see that movie. It's going to be in theaters now, August 28th. This thing was filmed... I think in 2017, it yeah. was inherited to uh, intended. Excuse me to be to debut. I'm trying to find here in 2018. So yeah, it was filmed in 2017, and this thing has had nothing but pushbacks, delays. Uh, finally, it was going to come out here a little while ago, then got pushed back because of the pandemic. This movie, there, there's no way it can be as good as we've waited. Now it just can't be. I, I don't know if I'm going to see it because I think it's classified as a horror movie and i'm not sure it's going to be for me so finally announced yeah, I'm not date, really yeah, sure. august 28th but we're starting to see these movies that were pushed back uh get their release dates also um disney's jungle cruise is bringing together dwayne johnson and emily blunt and we just yes. found out this week that they're going to come together once again to star in and produce a film called ball and chain which is a married couple they're going through problems and they all of a sudden realize they have superpowers, but their superpowers only work properly when they're together. So they have uh, to stay together. They have to stay together, <laughs> and their superpowers are going to bring them together. And um, uh, I'm interested to see this because uh, I don't know. Like visually, they don't look right together because no. he's a hulking dude. And she's like Mary Poppins. Like, it just yeah. doesn't work for me visually. Like, literally, she's Mary Poppins. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So visually, I don't see it. But maybe they're great together in Jungle Book. And maybe they'll be great together in this. Johnson next will be seen. And they're in the middle of filming this. Um, he's going to star with uh, Ryan Reynolds, our guy, and Gal Gadot in the comedy Red Notice, which we talked about a little while ago. I am super pumped for that. Super pumped. And by the way, if Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds are in a, a couple in that movie... Shut the front door. We've hit perfection. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to Jungle Cruise because it's one of my favorite rides at Disney because I think yes. it's corny and it's fun. Yes. And, um, and you know, I think it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great movie. And, and they're great. I think they're going to be fun together. I think they'll be fun together. I just don't know, like... I don't know if they're love interest in that movie or they're just kind of friends in that movie. Uh, I'm interested to see how that their dynamic plays out. But if they're going like as love interests visually, it doesn't look right in my head. Yeah, no, you're right. In my head, well, yeah, yeah, because like I said, he's he, he's a hunk of a man. He's just hunk something. Hunk, a, hunk, a, hunk a, hunky. Speaking of Jungle Book, I've said this before. Um, every time we go to Disney, we'll ride the Jungle uh, Jungle Jungle Cruise. Excuse me, not Jungle Book. We'll ride the Jungle Cruise thing. And as we're sitting there, we'll always and when we're in Disney, my wife and I, because we love it so much, always like fantasize about moving to Florida and like we'll just work in Disney. And I have no real talent. So Julie always says, like, Julie could go, she's talented, she can sing, she can do stuff, she would perform in some of the shows, and she always goes, Oh, you could you could be a jungle cruise guy. You could be one of the tour guides on Jungle Cruise. And I can't tell if that's a compliment or an insult. It's one, of those, it's one of those things that that's writes the fine line, though. It could be an insult. Yeah, it, it could be, but that's a, that's a compliment, I think. She's because like, it takes a special kind of person to do that. She's like, oh, sweetie, the pinnacle of your entertainment career would be, you know, Jungle Cruise tour guide. <laughs> I could see you doing it, too. <laughs> with, the, with the khaki shorts. The khaki shorts and the high, you know, that would be great. Showing way too You're, much thigh. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, there's never too much thigh for you, buddy. Doing the same corny joke over and over and over and over again. That that is kind of your stick. It's not. <laughs> You're getting me confused with someone else I may have worked with at some time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Did you see the video of Mike Tyson? Yes. What the hell happened to Mike Tyson? The world was coming to AEW. The world was safer with a flabby, pot-smoking Mike Tyson. Now we got to cut Mike Tyson, who looks just as fast as he was when he was in his twenties, and he's fifty-three. Yeah, he looks awesome. Dude is scary. And, and he's coming back to AEW. He's coming back to pro wrestling too. And I think he's training to, to wrestle. I'm no, telling you. No, he's, no, no, no. I'm he's, telling you. He's, he's going to have a match. He's training to box. Well, I think he's going to, I think he's going to do a stint in AEW. Why would he all of a sudden be like training and then coming in to present the title? I think AEW, if nothing else is very opportunistic. And I yeah. think, I think they saw a video of him and went, Hey, we're going to jump on this. So I think they jumped on it. I want to see him in the ring. I, I would. I wanna, he's crazy. I mean, maybe not, I mean, maybe not like a, I mean, I don't mean like a professional full-time wrestler, but like a kind of like a, uh, an attraction match, you okay. know, like him against like Cody Rose or him against, you know, like Moxley or something. Can you imagine Mike Tyson against Moxley? They're both nuts. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of wrestling, uh, Sunday night was the uh, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs TLC. We had our um, wager once again to see who would regain or hold on to the belt as the WWE pay-per-view 222 pick on champ and uh, champion's advantage. You and I tied, and I retained my pick championship. Uh, yes. Uh, it, yes. It's, it, it, I, I mean, I did. Well, actually, we would have tied anyway if I would have. If, if if Rollins would have, or if I picked Drew McIntyre to win, um, so I did pick Seth Rollins to win, and we both and and listen, however, Otis is Mr. Money in the Bank, and those folks who don't watch wrestling, just go to your old Google internet browser, type in O T I S W W E, and watch this guy. He is a freaking hoot. He's hilarious. He is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> he makes wrestling right now. And and there's a what does the shirt say? Um, steak body, and has a picture of a T-bone on it. I need that shirt. <laughs> it's awesome, awesome merchandise. Yeah. So, uh, what did you think, real quick, of the pay per view? Since we did talk about it last week, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed the. Uh, I mean, it was very much pre-shot and pre-filmed, and um, very much shot like a movie. But I thought they did enough real fighting and enough comedy in the actual TLC match, which took place in the. Um, WWE headquarters to make it uh, to make it fun. I thought I I had uh, the women's kind of lacked a little bit more for me at the end there because like there was no women and then it just was one you know got the ladder. I thought I thought that overall I thought it was great. It was fun. And the Vince McMahon segment was hilarious. Yes. Brother Love going to clown some kind of throwback stuff at Titan Towers. It was hilarious. I thought it was great. And again, you have to do something different. And innovative, and that was, and and then you know the whole swerve on a Monday night where Becky Lynch is the champion, and she's no longer the championship champion because she's expecting and hands the title over to Oscar. So very cool, a uh, couple nights of wrestling. You are the champ, my friend. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I, I will win that back someday. 
We'll see. Probably the next pay-per-view. Let's face it. My uh, my luck is running out, and it's running out fast. Um, yes. One other quick thing here. This is the uh, age of documentaries. One good thing to come out of 2020 is we've gotten some really great uh, entertaining documentaries. Uh, we had McMillions on HBO. We obviously had a Tiger King, which just swept through the nation on Netflix. And now we're getting the 10-part Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary, which wraps up tomorrow night over on ESPN, which the first eight hours have been just spectacular. It's like reliving my sports fandom when I was a kid. I loved Michael Jordan. So, so cool to get to see this again and learn about that Bulls team. But coming on May 24th, Golf Channel is going to debut a new documentary called Tiger Slam, and it's going to examine... Tiger Woods' 10-month stretch of wins in 2000, excuse me, yeah, 10-month stretch of wins in 2000, 2001, when he won all four of the majors in succession. So uh, that's coming out the same night. By the way, earlier that day is when the match is between Tiger and Peyton Manning and uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. So that's, that's going to be, be awesome. a huge golf day for yours truly. Is it now? Is that a pay-per-view thing? Like when him and Mickelson went? Oh, it's going to be on TBS, I think, or TNT. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I and I think they are doing it for charity again, which is cool. Yep. And um, yeah, I would watch that. I I I mean, listen. I mean, I am not an avid golfer like you. I do love it. I do golf. I haven't done in years, but I mean, and I was a Tiger Woods got me into golf. I mean, you're not alone. And I um I he I think he's an exciting player. I don't care. You know, all personal crap aside, he's an amazing, amazing athlete. So, I yeah. mean, and, and also to be all those injuries and all that crap and everything else to come back and then win a Masters and win like he's been playing and play like he's been playing, it's, it's I don't care. Yeah, and that was an amazing, like amazing stretch of golf. That was probably the best golf that's ever been played during that stretch. So I'm uh, I'm excited to watch that. But it's amazing. Uh, another thing that's amazing, just the, the great documentaries that we've gotten here. And, you know, they're, they're just fun to watch. And I, maybe I've missed out on documentaries all these years, but these are pretty great. Yeah, they're they're much better because, like, I've been loving these documentaries. Like, I, I watched um, one on Betty White. Because I love Betty White. Did you see Betty White's going to star in a new Lifetime movie? What? She's going to be in one of the Lifetime Christmas movies. Really? It looks like she's going to play something like Mrs. Claus and star in a Lifetime Christmas movie for next Christmas, for this coming Christmas. Uh, Yeah. I'm excited because I love her. I I don't like Lifetime, you know, because they're all the same, you know, woman leaves said small town to, you know, pursue the, the, the big life of the big city emergency happens where she has to come back to said small town. She does meet said old boyfriend and she's in a bad relationship. And then she finds that she's still in love with said old boyfriend in said small town. And the, her old family farm is going to be foreclosed and they got to buy the family <laughs> farm back. She finally come. And then said old boyfriend is like the mysterious donor to said sit to save said old small town farm. And it's a merry effing Christmas. Spoiler alert, Robbie. Spoiler alert. Come on. Every Lifetime Christmas movie. I can't believe it. That's like you go. Or Hallmark. Now, you might as well just went out before Endgame came out and went, Iron Man dies. I mean, it's just as bad. <laughs> just as bad what you just did there. But yeah. yeah. Do you know how old she is? Betty White. Uh, she's 95. No. Try again. 93. No. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. 97? What? 98? I think she's 98 years old. Wow. 
she's a fox. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Let me look here. Betty White. Betty White. Bu- 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 98. Yep. Born January 17th, 1922. Wow. How about that? How about that? And I mean, and the, if if you haven't watched, I mean, this is all serious. The documentary on her is actually really good on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's actually, yeah, and I didn't know. I mean, she was like the first female. I was telling this um, so to someone today that the, it was she's the first female uh, talk show host, 1939 or something. I didn't know that and she hosted a she variety was 17? show. Seventeen. Or something like that, 39 or 40 or so. I think it was some early 30s or late 30s. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Do, 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 I could do, do, be wrong. Do, do, or maybe do, do, it was 49. Do, do. I'm not sure. But she did host a variety show. Here we yeah. go. I'm looking here real quick. She appeared on shows, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in 1949, 49. 49, 49. She began appearing as co-host with Al Jarvis on his daily live television variety show, Hollywood on TV. And yep. then in the and 50s, she, 52, she took over hosting the show by herself when Jarvis departed. Yep, and she was the first female to do that. So that's wow. pretty amazing. And, and she, I didn't realize she's been on TV that long. Like, like it's, it's insane. It's 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 yeah. It's got to be. I don't know who holds the record, but it's got to be one of the longest Hollywood careers of all time, right? Yeah, it has to be. And I mean, I I remember like my great grandmother would would babysit me, and we would watch the Carol Burnett. Harold Burnett show. Yeah, she was on it, and, uh, and my grandmother loved her. And I, I was, I, I was, I mean, it was little, and I was laughing out loud yeah. at this stuff. I mean, she's brilliant. I my mean, grandmother, really yeah, I remember watching Golden Girls with my grandmother too. All right, we got to get on out of here. Uh, another episode in the books of Two Twenty Two with Mike and Robbie. Thanks again for hanging out with us each and every week. Share it on your Facebook page. Tell your friends. Grab their phone. Uh, give us another subscription on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead. And if you'd like, feel free to leave us one of them there. Reviews, five stars would be spectacular. Write something nice. We sure would appreciate it. Rob, you got any uh, big plans for the rest of the weekend? Uh, no, I'm gonna uh, eat some eat some snacks, and uh, I have a, a whole charcuterie board thing for tonight. I'll get. Um, gonna yeah, ro- I'm gonna play. They play some rummy cube tonight. You're going to romance yourself. I like it. Yeah, I am. We yeah. got to get on out of here. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. We'll be back with you next weekend. Bye-bye.